Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Saint Lutgard. My name is Friar Thomas, and my span of life upon earth was shared with many great men of religion, St. Francis of Assisi, St. Thomas Aquinas. But in those years, at the turn of the 13th century, I was to know best the girl whom history remembers as St. Lutgard. I say I know her, yet who of us truly knows the life of a mystic? Lutgard's mother was a noblewoman of Belgium, her father a merchant. They were far from wealthy, but when the girl had reached marriageable age... I saw young Louis de Liège in the village this afternoon, Lutgard. I've invited him to dinner. Oh? Yes, Papa. That's all? Louis de Liège coming here to dinner with us, and you say, yes, Papa? Glad he's coming. <laughs> Now, go along and pretty yourself up. I must tell your mother we've a guest for dinner. A guest? Yes, my dear. Young Louis de Liège. For dinner? Without notice? Run along, Ludgard. Hurry now. Yes, Papa. And uh, wear your prettiest dress. Adolf, what are you up to? Nothing, my dear. Why her prettiest dress? Why not? A young gentleman coming to call. Ludgard isn't interested. And if she were, there's the dowry. That will be taken care of. Not if you expect... I ask nothing of you. Lutgard will have her dowry. But how? I've made an investment, a big one. Investments have a way of never materializing. You know that. <laughs> this one has. 
I didn't say anything about it for that very reason. But at this moment, there's a ship off the harbor. Tomorrow morning, Ludgard will have a dowry. Enough to satisfy even a nobleman. It isn't what Ludgard wants. Now, why do you persist in believing your daughter is different? She is. She's a normal, healthy girl. It would have made you proud the way Louis looked when I invited him. Huh. He's the same with every girl. She has everything a man could want. Beauty, purity. Mm. I see much more. You see what you want to see. Listen to me, Adolf. There's something inside her. Deep inside. Oh, not that again. Yes, she goes to church. She says her prayers. There's more. Adolf, please. Don't rush her into a marriage she'll regret. Regret? Louis de Liège? She doesn't know what she wants yet. Leave her alone. Ah, she'll look at the time. Louis will be here any minute. I'd better change. <laughs> Your father tells a wonderful story, Lutgard. <laughs> Those were the days. Uh, more wine, Louis? Oh, with pleasure, sir. The finest from Portugal. Oh. And uh, you, my dear? No, thank you, Adolf. Lutgard and I will wait in the drawing room. Come, Lutgard. No, no. Louis, why don't you have Lutgard show you the garden? Oh, I'd enjoy that. Oh, I don't think they should, Adolf. It looks like rain. It does, Papa. Well, if it rains, come back. We won't be long, Mother. Watch your step out here, Louis. It's so dark. Oh, I know this garden better than my own. How many nights I've walked here. Didn't you ever see me? Yes, several times. You knew I wanted you to come out. It wouldn't be proper. But didn't you want to come out? Yes. You do care, then? I like you very much, Louis. But that isn't what I meant. I've spoken to your father, Lutgard. Yes? I'm asking you to be my wife. Does your family approve? Your father has arranged the dowry. It's all right. Are you pleased? I'm flattered. Very flattered, Louis, oh, but... Oh, Lutgard. Uh, Louis, please don't. Is there someone else? No, Louis. Of all the men I know, I, I find you the most pleasing. Oh, Lutgard. Oh, not yet. <laughs> Give me time, Louis. But why? It, it won't be long. Oh, it's going to rain. Come on, we better go back. No, wait. Wait, look, God. Oh, let's hurry, Louis. We'll be soaked. Are you asleep, Mother? No, come in, my dear. Has Louis gone? Father's seeing him out. And has he asked you? Yes. And? I told him I wasn't sure yet. Most girls would jump at the chance. Do you like him, Mother? I was just going to ask you. What's wrong with me, Mother? I don't seem to know my own mind. Here is a handsome, eligible young man, and he's asked me to marry him. I like him very much, and I feel that there's so much love within me. There are kinds of love. What do you mean, Mother? I don't know. I only know you mustn't do anything until you're sure. Father's already told Louis about the dowry. 
And his family's given their blessing. Oh, it's gone much too far, too fast. But how can I refuse I'm now? I'm afraid you can't. But if you must... I couldn't. Oh, what we need is time. You'll know in time. Oh, Mother, come to Mass with me in the morning. Perhaps it will... It will help me to decide. Yes, I hope your father remembers to close the garden doors. Oh, look, when the lightning strikes, the sea comes bright as day. Doesn't the storm seem to be getting worse? Oh, yes, Papa, much worse. Yes, it's quite a storm. The storm can't hurt us here, Papa, it's out at sea. I know, but... Your father's thinking of a ship still outside the harbor. You know someone on the ship, Papa? No, not really. Well, I think it's time we were all asleep. I'm going to stay up a while. Adolf, there's nothing you can do. It won't be long. It doesn't look as though it'll last, does it? Doesn't it seem to be dying out? Good night, Papa. You better leave him alone, Lutgard. All right. Good night, Mother. Everything gone. The ship crashed on the rocks. And the crew? Oh, they got away all right. They abandoned her before she hit. Thank goodness. They could have saved it. Adol. Don't you understand? Everything's gone. Lutgard's dowry is gone. Yes, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry for you, but not for Lutgard. Now she'll have the time she needs. For what? To know what's in her heart. Don't we know what's best for her? Isn't it our duty to do what's best? Yes, that's what I want to do. Then give her a dowry. You have it? I'm sorry. Sorry? You cheat your own daughter out of her happiness? If she wants to marry, she can have her dowry. You mean that? Yes. Then it's decided. She must decide. Where is she? Let her make her decision right now. She's in the garden with Louis. Oh, here they come now. What are you doing home? Uh, just to see you, my dear. How are you, Louis? Oh, very well, sir, but uh, I never expected to see you smiling. Eh? Why not? With the ship. Oh, you heard about that. My father told me that you'd invested a great deal. He said it was to provide the dowry. And you thought the dowry had gone to the bottom. Well, so it has. Look, God, I'm sorry, but you know family... Oh, wait, you don't understand. Does the dowry mean more to you than I, Louis? Oh, it isn't that. It's the custom. Now, just a minute. It's all right, Papa. No, it isn't all right. There there will be a dowry. But the ship, Papa. Oh, bother the ship. There'll be a dowry anyway. Your mother... If Lutgard wants it, Adolf. Well, of course she wants it. Oh, Lutgard. Then we can be married right away. A minute ago, you wouldn't marry me. Oh, Lutgard. Do you love me or my dowry? I love you. I don't think you do, Louis. Well, of course I do. You're the most beautiful... Don't you believe me? Don't you believe that I love you? I'm not sure. Oh, stop this nonsense, Lutgard. You must marry him. Adolf, we had a bargain. But she can't decide for herself. She's only a child. If 
She's only a child. She shouldn't marry. Speak up, Lutgaard. I'm sorry, Louis. Wait, you mean you refuse to marry me? Yes. Lutgaard. She's made her choice, Adolf. Louis, I'm sorry. Lutgaard, you're sure you won't change your mind? I'm sure. Louis, I think it would be better if you left. Very well. You little fool. Now see what you've done. Adolf, can't you see what you're doing to her? It's all your fault, putting ideas in her head. I'm sorry, Papa. I didn't want to hurt you. But why won't you marry him? He had so little love. A romantic nonsense. Oh, no, Papa. A man who gives so little couldn't accept the love I have to give. A lovesick little fool. Adolf. What makes you think you have so much to give? You think you're better than others? Oh, Papa, please. Wait. Wait, I'm not through with you. Let her go, Adolf. You did it. You made her think she's something different. I didn't say anything to her. All this talk of love, it's sickening. No, it's not love you despise. But you know so much. I know what Lutgard meant, and so do you. She wasn't talking about the cheap substitutes. She wasn't even talking about fondness or friendship or physical attraction. Love is all these and more. It can exist without any of them. And you know what God meant. We've known it together and have been purified by it. It's God's gift. And his power has made you better than you'd ever dared hope. Everyone knows love. What's different about Lutgard? There are some who know love more deeply than we can imagine. For them to spend it on a conventional life would be to waste it. You see, there's no one capable of accepting it. Much less returning it. Then where in the world are we going to find a man for Lutgard? Perhaps not in this world. That again. You should have entered the convent. No. I've been very happy as your wife. Forgive me. That was unkind. Oh, my dear, don't. I know how difficult this is for you. Not half as difficult as it would be without you. I think you know that. Yes. If only we could be certain about Lutgard. Then let's find out. The convent? She's spoken of going to St. Catherine's. But only as a student. She'll find out there. If she leaves... You won't be disappointed? I only want her to be happy. Good. And later on, she'll decide on marriage, I'm sure. She'd have married Louis, except they quarreled over the dowry. And there wouldn't have been a quarrel if the ship hadn't gone down. It was just an accident. An accident? Or a sign? An accident. Well, in any event, you needn't worry over a dowry. If she chooses marriage, she'll have one to please any suitor. She will. So prepare to pay it. Gladly. Look, God enrolled in St. Catherine's, a Benedictine convent. The girls had few restrictions. They could come and go as they pleased, entertain guests and relatives whenever they wished. But except for her family, Lutgard received no one. She seemed more happy without the innocent pleasures the other girls enjoyed, and I marked her down as different. 
And then on occasion, I was sure of it. Watching her, it would suddenly strike me that there was something about her, some mystical quality would surround her, almost as though she was walking with the angels. It would be there and then gone again. I was never sure enough to talk to her about it. I don't think she was even aware of it. One evening, to my surprise, Lutgard had a visitor. A visitor? For me, Father Tom? Yes, he arrived about a half an hour ago. No one knew where you were. I said if I happened to see you in the chapel, I'd send you back. Did he give his name? Well, now let me see. He's a strapping young fellow. Delage, I think. Louis Delage. Yes, that's it. What does he want? Well, he didn't say. Why did he have to come? Don't you want to see him? I've been so happy here. You like him, don't you? I thought not. Until now. What shall I do, Father? Terrible months, Lutgard. I've thought of nothing but you. Have you thought of me? Yes. Then you still care for me. Yes, but... But? I'm not sure it's the same as it was. It must be. You've got to marry me. Got to? Oh, I I didn't mean that. I'm excited. Please, marry me. And your family? They don't matter. Oh, but the custom... It doesn't... You're teasing me. Oh, don't be angry, Louis. Well, be serious, then. I, I don't think I want to be serious. Look, God, I'll make you happy. Ask anything and I'll do it for you. Look, God, I need you. Do you, Louis? Yes, I, I need your love. Do you really? And you need me. Even if you don't know it now. Well, look, God, you won't be sorry. Everyone will envy you. I'll take you everywhere in the finest clothes. We'll have all the joys and pleasures. We'll go... <gasps> What's the matter? Ludgard, look at me. What are you staring at? There's nothing there. You're so pale. Ludgard, speak to me. Speak! Oh. Oh, it's you, Louis. Yes, darling, of course. What were you staring at? Your eyes... You look terrified. No. No, not terrified. Darling, let me take you away from this place. No, I want to stay. But we're to be married. I can never marry. Look, God. I can never marry. Never. Wait. Look, God, wait. Never, never, never. After that, Ludgard wouldn't leave her room, except for visits to the chapel. The young man came back every day, but she wouldn't see him. His temper grew shorter each time. The things he told me about their last meeting, plus my concern for Ludgard's strange behavior, at last prompted me to submit to his pleas and see Ludgard in her room. Tell him to go away and forget me, Father. And I'm only thinking of him when I say that. He'll find someone else. And what about you? 
I found someone else. Oh? I'll know all that is worthy of love. All? All that is worthy? Yes, all. And where will you find such a perfect love? Here, anywhere, in this room. What a strange answer. It shouldn't be. This is nothing to speak of lightly, Lutgard. I speak most humbly. What makes you so certain you will find it? It was promised me. It was? Father. Yes, Lutgard? Men must learn to love the sacred heart. her she's got to see me, Father. Louis, I've told you over and over it's no use. She'll never marry. She's got to marry me. For your own good, stop trying. Yes, and be a laughing stock. Oh, what in the world? Yes, they all know I made an idiot myself over her. Talk sense. I can't talk to a girl anymore without her simpering. Don't you think I know those smirks and whispers behind my back? I've got to show them. I've got to show Lutgard who's master. You are insufferable. Tell her father that I... I... tell her nothing. Now, good day, sir. I warned Lutgard, but she seemed to think nothing of it. Some weeks later, when a prowler was seen trying the doors of the convent at night, I had my suspicions, but I had nothing to act on. After a time, I thought it had all blown over. There was no further trouble. Lutgard moved even deeper into the life of the convent until I thought she would never leave us. But one day, after returning from a trip to the village, I saw a carriage come to a furious stop at the convent door. I recognized Lutgard's mother. Father, come quickly. Madame, what is it? Has Lutgard come back? Well, has she left the convent? Yes. Well, for heaven's sake, what's happened to her? Get in, Father. I'll tell you on the way. All right. Hurry, hurry. Yes. Get in. Now, tell me. What has happened to oh, Lutgard? That young beast. Louis de Liege? Yes. Lutgard was asked to visit my sister's home. A man was sent to the convent in this carriage. On the way back to my sister's, they were stopped by Louis and a group of his drunken friends. They didn't. They overpowered the driver. And Lutgard? I don't know. I don't know. The driver saw her running into the woods with that beast after her. I should never have left her out of my sight. The authorities, have they been told? Oh, Louis laughs at the law. His father is powerful, always getting him out of scrapes. Not this time. Hurry, hurry, madame. Look, there. Louis and his friends. The audacity. Be careful, father. He's coming. Yes, and he's drunk. Now, don't do anything rash, father. Uh, madam... Good afternoon. Where is Lutgard? Be patient. She's coming. I'm glad you're here, Father. You'll be here to see her beg me to marry her now. You disgust me. Careful there. The fact that you're a priest won't bother me a bit. Louis, tell me. You haven't harmed Lutgard. Have you, Louis? What makes you think not? If you had, you wouldn't bother to come here for your vengeance. What do I care what you think? Everyone else thinks otherwise. 
And look, God knows what they think. She'll never be able to hold her head up again. Unless I marry her, she's going to pay a lot for the privilege now. What's that? Not God? Yes. She's coming across the field. No, wait. Come, let's go to wait, her. Wait, wait, Father. I want to go alone. I understand. I won't be far away if you need me. I stood in the carriage and watched an inspiring scene. Across the field, so calm, so unmoved by the staring mob, came Lutgard, head held high, with sure and graceful step, and she looked for all the world like a queen. And all at once it was so clear, and if anyone among all those people watching her failed to grasp her victory, they couldn't help but know it by the bright beam of triumph on her mother's face and the dark scowl of defeat on that of Louis de Lege. Lutgard returned to the convent, not to leave it again for many, many years, and then only to join another order, the Cistercians. For hers was a story of love, of a love so pure, so rare and mystical, that we hardly begin to understand. There are stages of love. First, we eliminate the objects and appetites that stand between us and God. And then, finding peace within ourselves, we find a peace with all men. I want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, 
Prize of the Atonement Greymore. Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.